So um, a controversial message, and the enemy is attacking the sound system with this message. But it's a time to fast, a time to fast. And we're going to go to Nehemiah chapter 6 and verse 15. The Bible talks about Nehemiah and they're rebuilding the wall. We've been looking about how God's been rebuilding the wall. And the Bible says in verse 15, how many appreciate our sound team here? Eric and Brother Richard, oh my gosh. They do such a great job. And if you would like to help out, you can talk to Eric and Brother Richard, and they'll love to have some more volunteers helping them out. And uh, verse 15, the Bible says this. It says, the wall was completed in 52 days. Everyone say 52. In the 12th and the 5th day of the month of Elu, when all our enemies heard this, all of the surrounding nations were intimidated and lost their confidence. For they realized that the task had been accomplished by our God. And so we see right here in this text that the, the Lord had used the people of God, normal men and women, to rebuild this wall. In 52 days, it was, a, it was a construction feat that was supernatural and miraculous. And that's the God that we serve. We serve a supernatural, miraculous God. He's, he's in the miracle working business. That's the God that we serve. And when you and I step out in faith, like Brother Richard was saying, when we step out in faith, we're able to see God do supernatural things inside of our lives. Okay, so... God, he rebuilt these walls uh, in Jerusalem here. God had used his people. But we know it was tied to one man who really had a vision from God in Nehemiah. And in chapter 1, we see that Nehemiah was in a place of prominence. He, he was in a place very far from Jerusalem. And he was there living with the king. He was a cupbearer, a very prestigious position he had. A lot of you may say, oh, he's just a cupbearer. No, he was next to the king. But he gave that all up to go rebuild the walls when he got a, a, a call while his, his brother came and visited him, Hananiah, and told him about the ruin of the walls. And the Bible said Nehemiah was immediately burdened. And the Bible says in verse 4, it says, when I heard these words, I sat down and I wept and I mourned for a number of days. Fasting. Everyone say fasting. And praying. Everyone say praying. Before the God of heaven, and I said, and then he goes through his prayer. But we see right here that Nehemiah, uh, before the walls were ever rebuilt, that Nehemiah went to the Lord with prayer and fasting. Now you might say, well, what is fasting? Well, fasting is uh, going a length of time without eating food. Uh, what, uh, the, the Hebrew word for fast literally means to put your hand over your mouth and not eat food. People do it for spiritual reasons. I want to just encourage you, uh, if you're here and you have health concerns, please consult your doctor before you enter into any type of fast. Uh, talk to them. Let them know what you want to do. They might, they might uh, tell you just fast one meal. They might say you're healthy enough to fast a certain amount of time. Uh, but my encouragement is that you talk to your doctor first. After you do that, uh, you, you might say, well, why should I fast, uh, Pastor Danny? Why, why do I need to fast? Well, one of the things about Jesus is that Jesus said this, when you fast, when you fast. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, when was the last time you fasted? And, and uh, <laughs> some of you guys are laughing. And some of you guys are saying, what is fasting? What is a fast? And you know what? I know some of you, let's be honest, you had a little extra portions this Christmas season. There was tamales and pasole and menudo and all those good things. So I think right now we're ready for a fast. I know I'm ready for a fast. I know I'm ready to fast. And you might say, well, when are we going to do this? Let me say this. We're going to get ready to fast. We're going to put the dates up right now. 
but January 9th through the 30th. Now, if you don't fast, don't come to church that day. No, I'm just playing. If you're not fasting, you still come to church. Don't let the devil condemn you. Don't let the devil lie to you. If maybe you might say, Pastor, I'm not led to fast. You know what? That's between you and the Lord. Uh, that's between you and God. I don't want to, we're not going to put anybody on a guilt trip. We're not going to condemn anyone uh, to say, hey, man, you're, you, you get out of the church. You're not fasting. We want you to know we love you. We appreciate you being here. Just be in the house of the Lord. For those that you feel God leads to fast with us, we want to encourage you that it's going to be a great time of, of prayer. It's going to be a great time of seeking the Lord and finding the mind of God. So one man said this about fasting, and I'm going to throw those dates out one more time. January 9th, it's going to be Sunday, through January 30th, uh, it's a Sunday, 2022. And on the last Sunday, the, it's going to be a time of worship, the 30th. We're going to have a miracle service that day. My mom and my dad are going to be here as guest speakers that day. It's going to be the 30th of January. We're going to be having a great time. It's going to be a Holy Ghost service. We're going to have some food after. We're going to, be, we're going to just have a great time uh, here at our, our church that day on the 30th. And I believe that God's going to meet with us supernaturally that day. Last year when we went through our 21-day uh, fast, I seen God do supernatural things. I seen God bring health to people who are sick. I seen God bring restoration to things. I seen God help people in certain areas of their life. I seen God give vision. Uh, and also, I've seen that God brought protection, supernatural protection to the lives of certain people in their lives. Now, one man said this about fasting. He says, prayer is reaching out and after the unseen. He says, fasting is letting go of all that is seen and temporal. Fasting helps express, deepen, confirms the resolution that we are ready to sacrifice anything even ourselves, to attain what we seek for the kingdom of God. How many today are ready to sacrifice yourself in this fast? You're ready to take yourself to the altar and say, God, I'm willing to do anything to know you in a greater way. To be close to you, to be, uh, to be uh, intimate with you, Lord, to find your, the, your heart, to find your mind for, for my situation, for my life. And you know what? The devil will come to us and say, hey, you know what? Uh, he'll say, you don't have to fast. Why, why are you going to fast? That's just dumb. This, this doesn't make a difference. You're, 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 you're not going to see any results. And the first three days of the fast are always the hardest days. The devil will attack us. We'll get headaches. We'll feel fatigue. We'll feel tired. And uh, for, for many of us, we're going to want to quit. But let me encourage you, even if you eat something, get back on it. Go forward for it. God's going to give you the strength. And that brings me to my first point. Fasting is done by the grace of God. By the grace of God. If you, and I are not, if you and I are not fasting by the grace of God, what we're doing is we're starving ourselves. We're starving ourselves. We're irritated. We're irritable with all of our loved ones. We're telling them, get out of here. You guys are not righteous like me. You guys don't know Jesus like me or whatever the case. But fasting is done by the grace of God. That means that God will give you the strength. In the fast to make it. You say, well, Pastor Danny, what type of fast are we doing? Well, it's up to you. Some of you, you can fast from social media. You're just away from Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter and all those things. And you know what? It's going to detox your mind. That's one thing. Is you're going you're gonna to feel. I talked to a young man a few years ago. He just got off social media completely. He goes, man, I feel so clear-headed. I have so much joy. I feel so great. And this guy just has a big old smile on his face. And I was like, that's pretty awesome. Um, some of you are going to fast 
what you're going to do is you're going to fast from food. You're going to go for 21 days. All you do is just drink water. Wow, kudos to you. Some of you are going to do uh, juices for those 21 days. Some of you are going to do Daniel fast where you get to eat, uh, you know, vegetables and fruits for 21 days. And you know what, like every single day, you're just going to be getting closer to God. You're going to be closer to God. This is not dieting. This is not dieting. This is getting closer to the Lord. And he, what he does during the season is he's going to give you strength. You might get insight. I remember one man saying that he fasted. And while he was fasting, guess what God did? God showed him who his wife was going to be. Yeah, God showed him. And he said, Lord, but I don't want to marry her. But God said, no, that's the one. And, he, and you know what? They got married. They have a beautiful marriage now. Two great people. And they're, they're married now. God might show you who, you, you, who you're going to marry. God might show you what his, what his call for your life is. Vision for your life. God's going to show you supernatural things. There's going to be supernatural things that take place. So when you and I fast, we're not going to do this by willpower or by our own strength. We're going to do this by the grace of God. The second thing about fasting is that when we fast, we find God's direction. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 13 in verses uh, 3 and 4, book of Acts. How many know Acts is a tremendous book? That really stirs our faith, right? The Bible says this about Paul and Barnabas. Verse 3 says, as we were worshiping the Lord and fasting. Everyone say fasting. The Holy Spirit said. The Holy Spirit said, set apart for us Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Then after they had fasted, prayed, and laid hands on them, they sent them off. Right here we see a supernatural move of God. Through fasting, as they were fasting, worshiping, all of a sudden God raised up two men, sent them out for the call of God that God had had for their life. We see supernatural direction. God's going to give the remnant church a way to supernatural direction during that 21-day fast. Supernatural insight for going forward. What God has up ahead for our lives. It's going to be awesome. So God gives us supernatural direction. Everyone say, God's going to give me supernatural direction when I fast. And how many need that right now? How many of you need some direction in your life? You say, man, I need some direction with my kids. I need some direction with my finances. I need some direction about my future. God's going to give you that as you fast. The, second, the third thing that we're going to be looking at is that God gives us, and this is so awesome, God gives us supernatural protection. Protection upon our lives. In the book of Esther, we know the story of wicked Haman. Wicked Haman... Um, coming against the Jewish people. And the Jewish people have always faced persecution throughout the ages. Man, the Jewish people. The Bible says the Jewish people were in a place where Haman had a plan to annihilate the Jews. And he had, he had everything going that direction. He even had a, a document from the king that allowed for them to annihilate the Jews. And the Bible says that Mordecai, uh, Esther's uncle, he was, uh, he was made aware of this, this plot to kill all the Jews. And what did Mordecai do? He went to Esther because Esther had a prominent position inside the court. She was the wife of King Xerxes. We know that. But well, the Bible says something awesome that Mordecai said, hey, you know what? God has placed you in this position for such a time as this. He goes, if, and if you don't do something about it, God's going to bring salvation from another place. And I, that's, my encur that's something that really encourages me today. How many of us know we got to do something? We have to do something. The Bible says that Esther, she did something. Wow, she really did. Look what the Bible says in chapter 4, verse 16 and 17. The Bible says this. Um, 
I'll start in verse 15. It says, Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go and assemble all the Jews who can be found in Susa and fast for me. Everyone say fast for me. Hey, that's awesome. Hey, can you fast for me tomorrow? Some of you are like, no, pastor, we're not going to do that. What if, what if, what if somebody, uh, recently a friend of mine, me and my wife, she, she got a hold of us and she told us to fast for her. And uh, it, was, it was so awesome that we could be part of that. And that sometimes, how many know, sometimes we have to fast for people. Sometimes we have to fast for people. Sometimes you have to fast for your wife. Sometimes you have to fast for your kids. Sometimes you have to fast for, for your unsaved nephew. Sometimes you have to fast for your mom and your dad. There's certain seasons where God will lay on your heart somebody, and he's not just saying to pray for them. He's even saying to fast for them. Years ago, I remember a young man telling me that he was fasting, and he said that he started fasting for a young man for his salvation. He said God had laid him on his heart. I go, wow, that's so awesome. But the Bible says that, that Esther said that she told them, fast for me. The Bible says this. Um, it says, don't eat or drink anything for three days or three nights. And I and my female servants will also fast in the same way. After that, I will go out to the king. And even if it's against the law, if I perish, I will perish. But we know that Esther didn't perish. We know that God gave her supernatural favor with King Xerxes. We know that the, the, the plot from Haman, it came to nothing. And that the plot of the enemy that Haman had, it actually came on his own head. So my point is this, is that when you and I fast, God moves back the forces of darkness. There's supernatural intervention inside of our lives, inside of our, inside of our families when you and I fast for people. What are you willing to do for your unsafe family? What are you willing to do for your unsafe friends and coworkers? The Bible says that Esther fasted, Mordecai fasted, these people fasted, and God had brought supernatural deliverance and protection. Another thing that we see that God does when we fast is that God does not just bring supernatural protection, but God brings supernatural provision. Finances, resources are released when you and I fast. I remember one time I was fasting and it was, it was, I remember me and my wife, I was getting a headache. Uh, uh, I was getting a headache. <laughs> I wasn't, I probably had a headache <laughs> from the fast because that happens sometimes. But my point is what happened was I got a call from my boss and he said, Hey, I want to let you know, we need you back at work. And there was a time where we weren't working as much. He called me back. Hey, I need you back at work. And all of a sudden I'm back to work, working. It was so awesome. Those provisions came in. God had brought uh, finances in. Uh, how many of you have ever been fasting and all of a sudden you get a check in the mail? And you're like, oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Because God is just opens up finances. And do I fast for God to give me finances? No, I, I, I don't. But every time I do, it seems like finances come in. And I'm just like, wow, this is awesome. Another thing, that, another reason why we do fast uh, today is we fast for healing and restoration. Maybe you're out there and you're in a place where something looks broken and like it can never be restored. Maybe you're watching right now, you're like, Pastor Danny, my marriage can never be restored. My, this relationship can never be restored. There's been so much damage to it. So much terrible things have happened to it. Uh, I don't see how God could even do anything in this relationship or in, in this marriage. You know, I, I don't know why I just keep on talking about marriage right now. 
but there's a reason. Somebody might be watching right now. You're like, my marriage can never be restored. The Bible says that God can do supernatural things inside of our lives. And maybe today you need restoration in a relationship. Maybe it's with your son, your daughter. The Bible says in Isaiah 58, and this is a chapter that you and I can read every single day during the fast. It's a, it's a call to fasting. The Bible says this in verse 12 about restoration. The Bible says these words. It says, some of you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will restore the fountains laid long ago. You will be called a repairer of the broken walls, a restorer of the streets where people live in. And the Bible is talking about fasting in this text. Fasting unto him. Not fasting uh, in a way that, that pleases us, but fasting unto him. The Bible says this. It says that you will be called a restorer. The Bible says you will restore the fountains laid long ago. You'll be called a repair of the broken walls, a restorer of the streets where people live in. Maybe today that encourages you that you're going to see restoration in a relationship that you've been praying, God, do a miracle in this, in this relationship. Do a miracle that only you can do, God. Lord, bring back my unsaved daughter. Bring back my unsaved son. Lord, bring back, Lord, my unsaved uh, co-worker. Lord, bring them back. And you see God do a supernatural restoration in, in that life, supernatural restoration in, inside of that life. And, and let me say this, church, we're not going to see restoration by watching TV. We're not going to see restoration by, by, by you know, just uh, playing video games all day. We're not going to see that. We're not going to see those things that are only found when we seek God, when we seek God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength. Seeing that restoration, something supernatural and something the devil doesn't want us to talk about. He hates when we fast. You know why? You know why he hates when we fast? I'll tell you why. One of the reasons why the devil hates when we fast is because we deny our flesh. We deny our flesh. We say, you know what? I'm putting away food for this season so I can just be close to Jesus. So I can be close to the Lord. So I can be uh, hearing the voice of God and close to him. Another thing that fasting does, oh man, this is so good. It gives us supernatural strength. The Bible says in verse 11 of the text that we just read, it says, the Lord will always lead you. He will satisfy you in parched lands and strengthen your bones. How many of you need some strength in your bones right now? Lord, strengthen my bones. <laughs> strengthen my bones, Lord. And the Bible says, he will strengthen your bones. You will be like a well-watered garden. Some of you right now, you feel like a messed up backyard. You feel like there's weeds all around and... Your mind's going this way and that way, and you don't even want to get out of bed. Have you ever been there? You don't want to get out of bed. You don't want to go to work. You don't want to, you don't even want to look at yourself in the mirror. And you're, we could be in that place where there's so much toxins in our heart. There's so much toxins in our heart. But I'm here to tell you that when you and I do this fast, God's going to recalibrate our hearts. He's going to do something new with inside of our hearts. He's going to, man, put us back on that, that path of righteousness and back on that path of, of, of strength and, and encouragement. Some people say, well, man, Jesus had already finished the work on the cross. I understand he finished the work for you and I have forgiveness of sins. But the Bible does say that Jesus said, they, they asked Jesus, how come your disciples don't fast? 
Jesus, how come your disciples don't fast? John's disciples fast, the Pharisees fast, but your disciples don't fast. And he says, how can they fast when the bridegroom is with them? He says, someday the bridegroom is going to leave. And we know who the bridegroom is. That is Jesus. He's going to leave. And at that moment, they're going to fast. We see in the book of Acts, there was fasting. They were seeking the mind of God. Why were they doing this? Because you and I, we can't just, we can't just sit back and be lazy Christians. We have to be going forward. We can't just be, okay, man, you know what? Thank God I know that sister's fasting. So that's going to come up into my account too because I'm friends with her. Oh, I know Pastor Danny's fasting. You, you know what? Pray for me that I make it through the fast. <laughs> I need God's grace. I remember one year we were on a 21-day fast. I think it was one of our first ones. And I remember it got hard like on the 10th day. And I just remember me and my wife, I said, babe, I'm going to McDonald's. And I just remember <laughs> I was there at McDonald's. Can I be honest in church today? And I remember I was at McDonald's and we were right there and I was getting my 20-piece nugget. Hello, somebody. You guys. <laughs> and I just remember I seen two brothers from the church getting, it was like a blockbuster video. Do you guys remember blockbuster video? And they were at Blockbuster Video getting a movie. And I said, man, what kind of movie they're getting? We're supposed to be fasting. And I'm, uh, I'm at McDonald's. <laughs> Help us, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Pray for me. And uh, there's been some seasons where I have completed it. And when I'm done, just the closeness with Jesus. Oh, man. It's like the 20-piece nugget cannot compare. The pizza cannot compare. The hot chocolate, the Pepsis, the Cokes with the, with the crushed ice cannot compare to being with Jesus in this place. Man, it's like you get, there's, there's this part where you step into a realm where food is just far from your mind. And you're just like, just you and Jesus. You're almost floating at that place. You're talking, you're tongue talking, you're walking, you're just five faith. You know what, let's get to that place. I want to get to that place where God, he meets with us because in 2022, you know we need more than anything, Remnant Church of Whittier, we need Jesus. We need Jesus. We need the power of God, supernatural power of the Holy Spirit that comes upon our lives, that you and I can lay hands on the sick and they will recover, that you and I can cast out demons, that you and I can, can walk in boldness, that you and I can see our unsaved family saved. You know, I love all the, the, the faces that we have in the church. I love you guys. You guys have beautiful faces. But I want to see some new fruit in this church. I want to see some new fruit. I want to see some, I want to see some, uh, some more Asians in this church. I want to see some Japanese in this church. I want to see some more African Americans in this church. I want to see some more Cubans in this church. I want to see God bring in more Caucasians in this church. I don't want to just see all young Mexicans in this church. I want to be a multiracial church. I want to see revival. You know, when you and I get to heaven, we're not going to be speaking Spanish up there. We're going to, there's going to be all kinds of nations. Jesus died for the nations. He died for the nations and you and I, we're going to pray for revival. And I know it was a good year, 2020, but there's more. There's more. There's so much more. There's so much more that God has in store for this church. And we're going to see God do miracles. And we're starting a new season, a new series next, next week, all for one. And how Jesus died for that one person. And how we're going to... 
man, I'm excited for what God's going to do. As the worship team makes their way up here today, the final point of fasting, and, and, and you might say, well, why do we start this sermon so two weeks earlier? Well, I want, I want us to prepare mentally for this. I want us to, to, to seek God. He might say, for some of you, I just want you to fast three days. For some of you, God might say, I want you to fast ten days. For others, God may say, I want you to fast 40 days, even more than 21 days. He's going to show you. But my final point today is fasting to regain joy for living. Joy for living. How many of you ever been in a moment where you just lost all joy for living? You're like, man, I have no spunk. I have no will. It's hard to smile. It's hard to be at church. It's hard to be in my ministry. It's hard to be at my job. And you've lost joy for living. The Bible says in Isaiah 58, verse 14. It says, then you will delight in the Lord and he will make you ride over the heights of the land. And he'll let us enjoy the inheritance of your father Jacob. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. One version says this. It says, then you will find joy in the Lord. Then you will find joy in the Lord. The Bible says, this text, Isaiah 58, it says, when you fast, all these benefits that you see coming into your life. But I like in the end where it says, then you'll find joy in the Lord. And he'll cause you to ride in triumph. How many want to triumph on 2022? You want to triumph all over with God's help. You're like, man, God, I want to go from glory to glory, from strength to strength. 2021 was a hard year. But Lord, 2022, I, I need your strength. I need your help inside of my life. The Bible says... And then you'll triumph on the heights of the land and feast on the inheritance of your father Jacob. And the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Now you go to the book of Genesis chapter 27. And the Bible says that Jacob was given a promise from his dad Isaac. And that Jacob was blessed. And his father told him these words. He says, may the God give you the heaven's dew and the earth's riches. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's riches. An abundance of grain and new wine. How many guys want some new wine in your life? You say, God, give me that new wine that Jesus talked about. The Bible says, and new wine may nations serve you and people now bow down to you. You will be Lord of your brothers and may the sons of your mothers bow down to you. May those who be, curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. You might say, okay, Pastor Danny, this is Old Testament Jacob, we see he was blessed. We see there's blessings that come in our life in, in, uh, in uh, the New Testament. They're kind of different. I get it. Totally understand. But, you know, Jesus really ties things together, kind of puts this puzzle together in the book of John, chapter 4, when he's talking to the Samaritan woman. Guess where they're at when he's talking to her. And Jesus is fasting at this time. They're at the well of Jacob. So interesting. They're at the well of Jacob. And this woman's going to this place and getting this water, but that never satisfies. And then Jesus says this about himself. And this is a blessing that I believe God gives when we fast. I know it is. We are filled with the living water. We're filled with living water. The Bible says this in verse um, 13. 
to this woman, Jesus said. And Jesus said, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. How many of you know we get thirsty when we're on social media? We want more. We get thirsty when, when, with money. We want more money. We get thirsty with life. We want more, 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 more. But we're always empty. We're always empty, right? Life, this life can never satisfy. Have you ever had food and you wanted more? but you're still not satisfied, you're like, man, why am I not satisfied? I just had three bowls of manure that I'm still hungry. Why am I never satisfied? Because food will never satisfy. Never. Fame, fortune, nothing in this world satisfies. Jesus breaks it down right here. He says, but whoever drinks the water that I give him will never thirst Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of, of water welling up to eternal life. Same chapter, the disciples come to him. He got done talking to the Samaritan woman. We all know what happened. They went and got some McDonald's inside the town. I know, bread. And they came back. They said, Jesus, eat. Jesus, eat something, please. You haven't ate. And look what he says. I love this. He says, meanwhile, the disciples urge him, Rabbi, eat something. And he said to them, I have got, I have, he said this, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Let me say this, God's going to fill us with that food. We're going to be so uh, man, God's going to give you vision. God's going to give you a mission. God's going to give you restoration. God's going to give uh, uh, all those things. I mean, maybe you need healing in your heart. He's going to bring healing. There's going to be an intimacy with the Lord that, you, that only comes through fasting and seeking his face and knowing him. You might say, well, Pastor Danny, um, I don't think I can do it. Let me just say this, go by faith. Maybe if you could just do one mil, go by faith. Maybe if you could do two mils, go by faith. Maybe you could do one day, go by faith. If it doesn't mean anything to you, it doesn't mean anything to God. If it means something to you, it's gonna mean something to God and it's gonna make a difference. You're gonna make a difference. You're gonna see God bring in uh, those things that you've been praying for, believing him for and asking him for. I mean, it's going to be a time of supernatural strength, vision, a manifestation of his glory inside of our life. I'm here to tell you the devil's not going to want us to do it. He's going to be like, hey, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But you know what? I encourage you. You can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength. He's going to give us strength. Amen. So while we have every head bowed and every eye closed in reverence to God, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you for the worship team. Thank you for all those who made it out today. And maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You want to accept him uh, inside of your life. Maybe you're watching online and you don't know Jesus. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. To repent of our sins, to turn to him. And maybe you're here today saying, you know what? Um, Danny, I'd like to accept Jesus in my life. Can you do us one favor? Can you just raise your hand up right where you're at saying, yes, I'd like to accept Jesus in my life. Raise it up right where you're at. Or maybe you're watching online. Raise it up. We want to pray for you. We want to believe God for you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Believing today that we're all saved here in this place, that we're all serving the Lord for those that are watching online. If you could, if you'd like to accept the Lord, if you can repeat this prayer with me, say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for all of my sins. I repent, I will turn from them, and I will trust in you. I will believe in you. I ask, Lord, from this day forward, that you would have your way in my life. And that I would show the fruit of repentance. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Today, if we could all stand in this place. And maybe you're here today and you want to pray for someone or you need special prayer. The altar is open. We want to pray for you today. Make your way up here. You won't be alone. We're going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus.